This is Ed McMahon, and now, here's Armstrong and Getty. Live from Studio C. Si, senor. Oh, we're in a dimly lit room, deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications compound. Hey, everybody, today, Friday, huh? A Friday in the fall, we're under the tutelage of our general manager. General manager? He's the next president of the United States, Kanye West. <coughs> oh, boy. Oh, golly. How long was the whole thing? Like 15 minutes? Michael was watching it live. Yeah, it was uh, very interesting. It seemed like a, uh, it was like a day and a half, didn't it, yeah. as it was unfolding? So we got a bunch <laughs> of clips from that. I was trying to cherry pick the good ones for my wife last night. Make sure she got a flavor. Because she could pick randomly from any part right. of it, and you got a pretty good flavor of what it was. Yep. Yeah, exactly. You just dip in, and you get it. The best part, of course, was, what were you supposed to do if you were Donald Trump? Exactly what he there, did. He, exactly. He, he had no choice at that point. Sit had, there smiling vaguely and nodding pleasantly. Mm-hmm. Well, he, he mm-hmm. went with interested, wow, that's really a profound and deep for a while. And then at some point, when Kanye really started dropping the F-bombs and this and that, and yeah. Then he kind of went with a, oh, wait, can you believe this smile? Then he went back to kind of, I think I'll go with my serious face. I don't I'll know. be respectful looking for a while. I don't know which face I should have. Because what, what are you supposed to do, like start waving your arms? What if Kanye had gone on for an hour and a half? Which he could do, probably. The Secret Service would have to take him out. Well, at some point, you have to say, that's all the time we have? Yeah. Young or Jared something? would come in. <laughs> And do what? Representing the young people. Did you see the shots from behind Trump? How much press was there? Yeah. I mean, that would have been yeah. really uncomfortable. Yes. To try to shut that thing down. Well, and, and the narrative would have... And we will play you heaping helpings eclipse of Kanye's wild, borderline psychotic screed in the uh, Oval Office, if you don't know what we're talking about. Minstrel show, as Don Lemon called it on well, CNN. Well, see, that's the thing. Yeah. The narrative would have gone from minstrel show and Kanye doesn't speak to, for black people instantaneously to look at a black man being silenced if they'd wrestled him out yes. of there. When Elvis, in a fit of paranoia and uh, and, and drug-fueled craziness, showed up to visit Nixon, that was unplanned. So there's no press around. Yeah. For it to go crazy like this, and Nixon could just get his picture taken and talk to him for a while and get him out of the building. <laughs> well, that's a uh, nice cape you're wearing. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Thank you, Mr. President. And when and then when Elvis said, "Can I get some sort of badge for fighting drugs?" and they said, "Sure," and they ran into the back room and like went through some drawers and found something that looked like an award and gave it to him. Yeah. <laughs> 
Prayer that act- service. That actually <laughs> happened. Yeah. Um, let's introduce everybody uh, in the squad. We'll start over there with our board operator, Michelangelo. Pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. Hi, this morning, Mike. Here, Anson, use my phone. The passcode is pound 6969. Oh, 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 oh hey, whoa. Oh, I, I didn't know. I, I didn't know. I'm sorry, guys. Hey, good morning. Um, yeah, it was something to watch. I, I couldn't believe what I was seeing. You know. So I haven't seen that part of it. I've just read about it. So uh, Kanye accidentally gave out the, the password for his phone. <laughs> yes. It's it's not a complicated one. It's it, it's zero 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 or something. That's right. You figure you, you hacked him. You yeah. hacked Kanye. Uh, well, <laughs> the only thing that could have made that better is if Kanye had done a wink and a nod to the uh, the, the 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 Oval Office and said at the end, "Can I get some sort of badge for fighting drugs?" <laughs> and they went and got the one they gave Elvis and gave it to him. Uh, there is Positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Doing very well. I don't know why, but anytime I picture Elvis talking in a one-on-one situation with somebody, I, I picture him practicing like awkward karate moves while, sure. he's, while he's oh, talking, yeah. just throwing out random sidekicks. you got to stay sharp. Uh, 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 interesting weekend at the Cinemaplex. Um, two movies that you probably don't even need to hear about, so I'm not going to mention them. The one that you should know about is First Man. This is the, the movie about the, the mission to the moon. My Uncle Neil Armstrong. Yes, yes. Directed by Damien Chazelle. Uh, if for whatever reason you are currently in a relationship with a, a, a lady who does not want to go see an astronaut movie for whatever reason, just tell her it's a movie with Ryan Gosling directed by the guy who did La La Land. Okay. That, that'll, <laughs> she'll go. think that song is about to break out <laughs> yeah, at some point. Yeah. <laughs> just tell her that. Tell her the movie. It's going to be a good movie. Sure. She, she won't be disappointed. Wow. Sean functioning is the spin room for men everywhere. That's pretty that's, good. That's great. That's, that's a beautiful. great tip. There's what, Mar- what a lovely service. <laughs> yeah. There's Marsha Phillips who does our news every day. Ari Marshall. Meanwhile, I'm... Oh my! Kissing, Kissing my a lottery ticket. ticket. So, <laughs> yes. So, have they drawn yet, or did you win a gazillion dollars? No, it's tonight. It is okay. tonight. The Mega Millions jackpot: five hundred forty-eight million dollars. That's a chunk of change. What's a, if you won? What's the first thing you would buy? Well, see, and that's that's the joy. That's the thing that's so much fun. You get the ticket, and for a day or two, you mull over, okay, what am I going to do with the money? Which family, friends, and co-workers, co-workers will I yes. gift? Yes. <laughs> yes, tell me more about that last yes. one. Yes. That, that would be very well, generous of you. Yes. I fully admit I deserve no money having mocked the lottery for so long. <laughs> You've oh, always yeah. been my favorite, Marshall. Yes, throughout the day or throughout the show, I will be ranking you all once again in a little list. <laughs> re-ranking of, us. Yeah, all every time. Similar yes. to the way that I don't vote so I can be more impartial, I will not accept any money so I can continue to mock the lottery and those that play it. Well, very good. <laughs> and that I, makes I'd like to make clear for the umpteenth yes. time, I can be bought. <laughs> All right. Whether you're Marshall Phillips, Vladimir Putin, anyone, I can be bought. <laughs> there you go. Anyway, yeah. So you yeah. don't know what you'd buy first. There's no answer to that. Uh, I, well, Car, house, trip. No, what, what I would do is pay off the house first. There you go. There you go. And okay. then I would gift my yeah, friends, you got to do something more fun co-workers. than that. Paying off the house is... Well, it depends, you know, how much. Do I get the whole Megillah, or is it 500000 I mean, yesterday I said I'd be happy with 10000 and I was yeah. mocked. Well, 10000 Well, that's nothing. Dream, dream big, Marshall. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Paranoid much? Jeez. <laughs> mocking your, fant- your fantasy lottery winnings. What kind of a conversation is that? <laughs> I'm, getting, I'm getting me a nice water feature for the front yard. A fountain. I love the trickle, trickle sound. I honestly That's don't, what I would do. I honestly don't think it would change my life other than I would be financially secure, obviously. 
so I wouldn't think about money much. But right, th- there really I'd, isn't anything. I right? put it in the bank and chill. I think is my answer. <laughs> yeah, I, I suppose I would disappear mid-show a whole lot more. <laughs> yes, yeah. I may be back. I might get a full head of hair. I'd go to whoever's the best somewhere in the world. There get a go. full, thick head of hair. Wow, blonde, like wa- and the- blonde, wavy hair. That's what I'd go with. You're talking like a really good wig? or Whatever's the best out there. I don't even know what the current technology is. Oh, okay. Like a mane from a beautiful Arabian horse or wow. something. I don't know. <laughs> Cover of a romance novel. <laughs> exactly. Yes. That's what I want to look like. Wow. Right? Yeah, beautiful hair. Yeah. That's what people would say as they passed. <laughs> uh, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this Friday. We're October 12th, the year 2018. We're setting you straight in 218. We're Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. Okay, here we go. Let's begin the show officially now, according to the FCC's brilliantly constructed rules and regulations at... Mark, would you build a trap door that if you mess up and you accidentally something happens, you fall and you end up next to the Unabomber? <laughs> wow, um, I, hadn't, I hadn't heard that part either. Answer the question: Would you design that trap door? <laughs> wow! Um, wow! <laughs> if I wow, um, can you say that again? <laughs> would you build a trap door that if you mess up and you accidentally something happens, you fall and you end up next to the Unabomber? Wow, that's an odd scenario. not. Whatever. All right, Joe's a no. Jack, would you build that trap door? I think I'm a no. (laughs) I'm leaning no. What an interesting scenario for the President of the United States to ponder. What is the Trump administration's policy (laughs) on the whole Unabomber trap door? (laughs) Wow. What are their headlines? That's just a fraction of it. (laughs) Stay with us. All right, coming up, sex abuse scandal brings down a top U.S. Catholic leader. We've got newly reported Saudi links that missing journalist. And Kanye's bizarre visit to the Oval Office will take another dip into that pool. Coming up. Um, I guess the question would be, is the Unabomber wearing Adidas? That would factor in somehow. (laughs) Having watched the rambling speech, Adidas came up a lot. Uh, How does mailbag look? Not as good as that. Uh, It's pretty good, though. We have clips of the week as well. Awesome. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of of the nation. For like 14 minutes there, sitting right in front of the president at the desk that Lincoln used or whatever in the Oval Office. Really? And, on what topic? And and he was all over the place, and we we're trying to figure out what to place. So we just decided we'll use this wheel. We'll spin this wheel. We've got all these different clips of Kanye from his rambling thing. Let's spin the wheel. Spin the wheel of Kanye! And it lands on Kanye talking about his high IQ. Okay, so we'll go with that. diagnosed with bipolar disorder. I was connected with a neuropsychologist that works with the athletes in the NBA and the NFL. And he, he looked at my brain, it's equal on three parts. I'm gonna go ahead, drop some bombs for you. 98 percentile IQ test. I had a 75 percentile of all human beings, but it was counting eight numbers backwards after his repeat. So I'm gonna work on that one. The other one's 98% Tesla Freud. Tesla Freud? Yes. It's probably listing some comparables. Oh, wow, that's interesting stuff. The first part where he was talking about the bipolar and everything is really fits in with the oh, whole yeah. deal. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll speak seriously of Kanye and his brain at some point this morning. Was the president taking advantage of a mentally ill person to make a political point? <clears throat> that's the MSNBC narrative. Oh, okay. 
All right. All right. My hiney is... I must have come oh, in more tired oh, than Brian I realized. Williams was so tiring last night. While people are dying on the East Coast and the stock market is wiping out people's retirements, oh. this is what the president was doing. Wow! <laughs> what? Really? Honest to God! Whoa. With that tone of voice. That's unbelievable! <laughs> All right, well, mailbag coming up in a moment or two, but right now let's take a fun look back at the week. It was Cow Clips of the Week. Our Supreme Court confirmation process has been in steady decline for more than 30 years. Meanwhile, in China, a popular new trend is studying math and science. So in the 24 hours since Taylor Swift came out and talked about voting and encouraged people to vote and said who she planned to vote for, uh, there has been 65,000 more voter registrations. You know what else is voted on by the people? Is the midterm elections on November 6th. Get out and vote. I love you guys. Let's say that I like Taylor's music about 25% less now, okay? You cannot be civil with a political party that wants to destroy what you stand for, what you care about. When they go low, we kick them. There was a plan before Jamal went missing in the consulate in Istanbul to try and actually lure him back to Saudi Arabia where he would be detained uh, and possibly interrogated. And in 2023, the cost of interest on our debt is going to pass the entire size of our military budget. That freaking nerd tricked me into learning about Benjamin Franklin. That's some good stuff. Though. A newsy and enjoyable cow. God, didn't well done, that, I say, sir. Didn't hearing Susan Collins seem like, what are we playing that for? Wasn't that like a couple of months ago? Right. Right. What is this? Clips of the year already? <sighs> yeah, it's crazy. <sighs> I th- and it's making us all cuckoo nuts, yeah. too. Yeah. I'm absolutely confident of that. Uh, and we'll discuss mental health uh, within you know the context of Kanye and other things uh, during the show today. We got a lot of good stuff. Mailbag right now. Woo-hoo! Oh, yeah. Andrew says, here's my attempt at a freedom-loving quote of the day. Well, Andrew, you've done very well, my son. It's from none other than G.K. Chesterton. Mm, I'm a big fan. Author. I'm a bigger fan than I was. Listen to this, would you? You know me always going on about utopias. The weakness of all utopias is this. They take the greatest difficulty of man and assume it, it is overcome. And then give an elaborate accounting of the overcoming of the smaller ones. Here's what he means. They first assume that no man will want more than his share, and then are very ingenious in explaining whether his share will be delivered by motor car or balloon. Meaning they get the gr- the first principle wrong, and then have enormous detail on everything that comes after it. Right. Having designed th- something that can't possibly work in the first place. Christopher just Hitchens requested some Chesterton on his deathbed to read before he passed away. Nice. I gotta read the old uh, the old boy. His biography of Saint Francis is his uh, one of his claims to fame. Ah, old Saint Frank. Greetings, Laughing Jack and Joshing Joe. Writes BJ from SF. Um, this is a quote from Thomas Jefferson in a letter to John Taylor, who I believe is the guitarist from Duran Duran. Okay, I'll take your word for it. And I sincerely believe with you that banking establishments are more dangerous than standing armies. 
and that the principle of spending money to be paid by posterity under the name of funding is but swindling futurity on a large scale. Swindling futurity. That's my new band. (laughs) In other words, we wear powdered wigs. Schemes that come along to squander our children and grandchildren's money in advance are as evil as it gets. Well, it's, and here we are, TJ. Here and, we are. And people agree for it. This is what I was talking about yesterday. We get the government we deserve. Um, we agree to that sort of thing or overlook it for the same reason we do in our private life where we buy stuff on a credit card. Yeah. <laughs> as if money doesn't exist. And uh, once again, the baby boomer generation, uh, present company uh, accepted, of course, has ruined America. <laughs> Let's see. Mike in Roseville, California writes, Gents, I think you're being a little hard on yourselves by referring to your podcast as free because we're stupid. (laughs) Uh, It it is free and we are stupid. It's free because I am the product. What kind of ass are you guys stealing from me, huh? No. no, Whatever it is you're ganking from me, (laughs) which is a funny term. I don't know. Uh, It's worth it since I thoroughly enjoy the show. Keep up the good work. I wish we were so smart that we're giving away something free, but we're secretly harvesting information and selling it to others. No, we're just giving stuff away. Yes, and and if I talk on this topic for another 10 seconds, I will violate our contract. (laughs) Because there's a non-disparagement clause. But moving along. Uh, Oh, this is really, this is good. I didn't get it at first, but um, here's uh, Max. It took A&G seeing reporters pretending to fall over in mild winds and heavy rainfall to understand the concept that I assure you Trump has understood for multiple decades. And then he uses the example of the Woodward book. The application of this principle is how he diffused the incredible fallback uh, that could have come from the Woodward book by specifically instructing his staff to misinform him. The Woodward book is like seven scandals ago. I hardly even remember what the big thing would have been. I like these illustrations better, though. Um, it was also the way he has used his friend Stormy Daniels and her public influence in order to muddy the waters for any true sex scandal. Oh, wow. That is, that might actually be some three-dimensional chess. All chess is three-dimensional. He showed mastery of this concept when he called on Avenatti to muddy the waters at the Kavanaugh accusations, at the Kavanaugh hearings. This is right out of the advanced chapters of the effectiveness of propaganda textbooks. Really, I don't know that, but that it makes perfectly good sense. And then his incredibly long sign-off, rather, is, Sean, you are more right than you know with the First Lady Red Sparrow theory. <laughs> P.S. is Mike Pence her handler. <laughs> you know, that nice is... Nice job, Max. That is so believable, because we all saw it in action. We Everybody agrees that this is true. The Avenatti stuff came along... And helped Kavanaugh, and then it made everybody think, all right, some of this, so much of this stuff is crap. You just kind of felt like it was crap. Right. Um, that absolutely might be. And it built on the momentum of the Yale penis wagging incident being pretty iffy. Dr. Ford, a lot of people believed, seemed credible. The next one, iffy. And then Avenatti just tipped the scales. That might be why Trump engages the Stormy Daniels conversation more. I wonder. Because it just seems so tawdry and yucky and. She was obviously as in on it as him, you know. And then you just think that, well, the rest of them are probably the same. Yeah. How about this from Jeff? Jack, a young student you may or may not know is learning more about Cesar Chavez than the founding fathers. To remedy this situation, please mention at a PTA meeting that Mr. Chavez was staunchly against illegal immigration as it would undermine the migrant farm workers union. Problem solved. Go Doyers. I'm not L.A. speak for Dodgers. I'm not, uh, you know, really into it, uh, uh, trying to make life difficult for this particular student, I know. <clears throat> but that would be fun to do. Oh, yeah. And that is absolutely true. 
Um, so we got Marshall's news coming up, and we'll get into heapens helpings of uh, KW. He was ganking the president, I think, yesterday. I don't think you're using that word right. I think we've all been ganked. I'm sure I'm not using that word right. Thank you very much. Uh, Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. So, So driving home yesterday in Michelangelo, texts us all that Kanye West is going on an epic rant in front of Trump at the Oval Office, and it's awesome. And then, yeah, so I dialed it up on the uh, on the phone, and oh, my God, it was something. So let's get to the news now with Marsha Phillips. Well, we've had a shake-up at the top. Washington, D.C. Cardinal Donald Worrell is resigning amid the ongoing clergy sex abuse scandals. The Vatican announced this morning Pope Francis accepted Worrell's resignation. Do you want me to uh, put a dark cloud in your silver lining? I'll wait till you're done with the story. He was facing increasing pressure to step down after a Pennsylvania grand jury report found that over 300 priests in the state sexually abused at least 1,000 kids over a 70-year period. Worrell was the Pittsburgh bishop from 1988 until taking over the D.C. job in 2006. He was accused of not dealing with pedophile priests while in Pittsburgh. He was also accused Oh, of, he dealt with them by helping them out, moving them around. Not according to the Pope. There's my dark cloud well, and a silver right, lining. Right. He was also accused of knowing about the alleged abuses of his predecessor in Washington, Cardinal Theodore McCarrick. McCarrick resigned in July over his abuse allegations in a letter of praise. Francis wrote to Whirl saying that he saw in the Cardinal's request to step down the heart of a shepherd. Francis did not criticize Worrell's handling of abuse cases. Yeah, Pope Francis making nice noises about this guy just shows you that they still don't get it. Yep. I, I think he honestly just doesn't get it. I don't know how that's possible. Especially given his alleged character. Yeah. The Pope's is the, the down-to-earth man of the people, the unpretentious guy. This guy absolutely knew there were priests raping children, protected the church, moved them around, didn't give a crap except for his own cool job. And the Pope says, well, I know this man didn't have anything to do with it, and he's just taking one for the team, a heart of gold. What a bunch of crap. According to the Washington Post, another report from the Post, the Turkish government has told U.S. officials that it has audio and video recordings that prove columnist Jamal Khashoggi was killed inside the Saudi consulate in Istanbul this month. That is according to both U.S. and Turkish officials. The Post citing officials who said recordings show that a Saudi security team detained the reporter in the consulate after he walked in October the 2nd to get an official document before his upcoming wedding. Then they killed him and dismembered his body. Wow. Officials who spoke to the paper... It's a hell of a claim. Officials who spoke to the paper said the audio recording in particular provides some of the most persuasive and gruesome evidence that the Saudi team is responsible for... So does, death. does this mean that the Turks had bugged the Saudi building? Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Y- you always have to assume you're bugged right, in those so, situations. So all these countries are, 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 are having to say out loud, but, you know, of course, we're spying on you. We've listened to everything you've said, so we know you were planning that. Right. That's what we're saying in the United States. And now Turkey's saying, yeah, and we bugged your building. 
Right. So we've got video and audio. Of this. I, I know which houses are against which houses, houses on Game of Thrones to an unsettling degree, but I, <laughs> yes. I, I often lose place of... So Turkey, they're, they're allies of ours as well, It right? would take an hour to explain Turkey. Okay. They're a, they're in NATO. They're, yeah. they're a NATO member. They are a frenemy at best. They're okay. run by an Islamist dictator. Are they kind of similar to the Saudi thing where they are a dangerous friend? Yeah, in a way. Yeah, okay. they're they're especially dangerous because they're a pivot between you know Europe and Asia and the Middle East and the rest. I think of they're it. less of a friend than Saudi Arabia. Uh, yeah, and they used to be pretty cool, but they've taken a weird turn. If you, you guys used to be ever cool, want... man. What happened to you, man? <laughs> you guys ever want to know about the Lannisters and Targaryens? I got you. <laughs> by, by the way, I heard another theory floated or uh, uh, floated today, yesterday about all this. Turkey has supposedly been cozying up a lot to Iran lately. Yep. And now there's this whole, well, maybe Turkey's making this all this up because Iran and the oh, Saudis are huge enemies. Right. Oh, that's boy. pretty good right there. Yeah. That's pretty good right there. So that's being floated Talking out Talking about there. Game of Thrones. Yeah. Holy cow. Yeah. All right. You know, and if I'm, uh, you know, Mr. Khashoggi's forearm, for instance, I'm thinking, you know, I'm a lot more interested in the fact that it happened, not why it happened. Can we concentrate on the crime, please? All right. I think his head would say that. I see what you. I see what you mean. Yes. Yes. Kanye West made a trip yesterday. Went to the White House and had a face-to-face meeting with Donald Trump. And during the rapper's lunch meeting in the Oval Office, Kanye wore a red "Make America Great" hat again and spoke to Trump and ranted for about ten minutes about prison reform, mental health, the Thirteenth Amendment, his love for the president, Adidas. And- and Adidas. Airplanes. And his love for Hillary Clinton. But during the rant, he revealed why he was not a fan of Hillary's 2016 presidential campaign. My dad and my mom separated, so I didn't have a lot of male energy in my home. You know, I love Hillary. I love everyone. But the campaign, I'm with her, just didn't make me feel as a guy that didn't get to see my dad all the time, like a guy that could play catch with his son. It was something about when I put this hat on, it made me feel like Superman. You made a Superman. That was That's my favorite superhero. And you made a Superman cape for me. What? I'm not exactly tracking with you, Mr. West, but go on. Yes. Oh, and I liked when he said, we should play that unedited, because it's actually better to hear him rambling in his unedited form, I think. But Agreed. Um, uh, he talks about how there wasn't a lot of masculinity in his home growing up, which is, you know, a point that is worth making. Oh, and yeah. sad. Over and over And again. nobody to play catch with and all that stuff. That was pretty tough. But then he said, right. not a lot of masculinity in the family I'm with now. And that got big laughs yeah. from the crowd. <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, what little there was, switch teams. Yeah. And then he showed Trump the plans for the new Air Force One that he thinks Trump should fly on. Fantastic. Here, here's a drawing on my iPhone of how I think it should right. be. Yeah. And he was going to have Apple build it, right? It's the iPlane. Yeah, the iPlane. Yeah. That's wow. it. The Apple iPlane. All right, we got to get to some of these clips. All right, that's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips here. I'm starting a Getty Show, The Conscience of the Nation. Hey, we got a minute now. You want to hit some? Uh, sure. Yeah, Should we spin, spin the wheel? Guess spin from... the wheel. All right, Just yeah. spin the wheel. Anything you land on is going to be good. Impossible to avoid goodness. Go ahead. One of the things we got to set is Ford to have the highest design, the dopest cars, the most amazing. I don't really say dope. I don't say negative words and try to flip them. We just say positive, lovely, divine, universal words. So the flyest, freshest, most amazing car. So, um... <laughs> Have you heard any mental health professional weigh in? I mean, is that just what we were watching for anybody who's never been around it? The definition of the manic part of bipolar? 
it, yeah, yeah. Plus, the fact that he's like a, a, a mad creative genius. So when a guy like that gets really pumped up, I mean, it's like extra strong sauce. I mean, it's it's extra rambly, crazy, wild, creative, right? Rambling. Spin the wheel. Let's give. Let's, let's do one more. Spin the wheel. Just ran on it randomly. Right. Of course, you could just play it the whole thing in order, and it would be as random. Right. Best believe we are going to make America great. Now, the thing is, my another thing is, black people have an issue with the word again, and I believe my feeling from that is because I'm going to throw, I'm going to go all the way, Sigmund, with because time is a myth. All we have is now. All we have is today. So the word again, it doesn't hurt us because of the idea of racism and say read and different things. It. It, it, it hurts us because we need to focus on who we are now, today. Time is a myth. Huh. That's got to be a new, a new album title. No, it isn't. Signed, My Joints. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So more on his, uh, his view of blacks and Democrats and how they're supposed to vote and that whole sort of thing, which is pretty interesting. Right, right. I tell you what, he is a nutty... Crazy boy child, but I find it very interesting. Yeah. I'm a man child, is what I meant. Our to text say. line is 415 295 KFTC. 415 295 KFTC. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. Including when he starts dropping f bombs and whatever, and the president sat there with kind of hmm, interesting. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I'm really looking forward to playing the clips. Not only because it's entertaining and it's hilarious and it's crazy, but there's we can talk about mental mental illness. Each one of the issues he brings up in his crazy, crazy way is probably worth discussing. And just... Yeah, Sean just explained the opening clip to me. Now I understand what he was talking about. Okay. I get it. So. All right, great. Right now, though, let's turn to Aaron Katursky, award-winning ABC News correspondent who is uh, reporting today on the wobble, if not oh, crumbling. I hate this story. Of the case against Harvey Weinstein in New York. Hello, Aaron. How are you, sir? Hey, guys. Uh, I mean, it's either one of those right i mean it's either a wobble or or it is sort of the 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 first step in in the dismantling of the criminal charges and it depends on who you ask what the development means when the manhattan district attorney's office agreed to drop one of the sex assault charges that weinstein faced there are still five others but the defense is now working to get those dismissed as well now are those five formerly six charges from one person or a number of individuals there are three different accusers that comprise the criminal case. And the count that was dismissed involves accusations made by the actress Lucia Evans. She says that in 2004, Weinstein forced her to perform oral sex on him. And since Weinstein's arrest, uh, some evidence has come to light that she has given inconsistent accounts and in fact gave an account that is at odds with her testimony at the grand jury that may suggest the encounter was consensual um okay that's interesting and the prosecutors brought that forward right prosecutor did uh, in a letter to uh to to the to the judge and to the defense saying hey look we we found this evidence after the fact and 
uh, we wanted to let you know. And voluntarily, the prosecutors decided to drop the case. They, they probably didn't have much of a choice because the way the statute of limitations in New York is structured, a, a, an ordinary sex assault does have a shelf life. But the um, when when it's a forcible sex act, as alleged, um, then there is no statute of limitations. It doesn't apply. But, but if uh, Lucia Evans' account could be, uh, you know, a little wobbly, and and it could be construed that the the what took place was a little different than what was alleged, the charge may not have held up. Well, it's all fine. I I don't care on what charges he goes to jail. I just like everybody. I think in the world wants him to be in jail for now, a very long a, time. Is he still going to end it, up in jail based on the other charges, the way they look? Well, the the defense says that this one charge being thrown out taints the entire case, and mm. they are pushing to have the whole indictment dismissed, um, in part because... It doesn't help. It, it does not help, and, and I think prosecutors were hoping that if you get rid of this one, um, you know, he can say it taints it on the courthouse steps, but when trial comes... He won't be able to argue about it. You know what it is? It's like last week, if you'd have had somebody who could have said, let's get this Avenatti weird gang rape woman out of here early so everybody isn't talking about that crazy one. Yeah, yeah, good uh, parallel. Hey, uh, Aaron, are you reporting at all on the allegations that the NYPD may have illegally coached a witness? Well, that, and, and that's that's part of this as well, and and, and why the defense believes that, that the, the Lucia Evans matter taints everything, because in addition to a differing account, there is also a, a suggestion that she was improperly coached by an NYPD detective before she testified before the grand jury. This was a lead detective on the case, and it's someone who, uh, according to a, a, a court filing, told her less is more. You know, you know, the stuff where it could have been construed as consensual, eh, leave that out. Hmm. You just say this stuff. And, and, and of course, the, 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 the uh, disclosure rules before a grand jury in this state require that the grand jury get a, a full picture of the, of the case and, and the evidence. And so it's thought that the, the NYPD detective really did mess up. Now, Here's the the difference of opinion. The defense says, well, that taints the whole case because this detective could have coached other witnesses, was a lead detective in the whole investigation. Prosecutors say that he only was involved with Lucia Evans. And so if you throw out this one charge, it's not like the defense would be able to call him as a witness later on at trial. All right. Fair enough. I guess we'll wait and see. Aaron Katursky of ABC News. Aaron, thanks very much. Thank you. And it's certainly worth mentioning that um, some of these filings and allegations, uh, the counter allegations, are coming from the many, many millions of dollars worth of lawyers that Mr. Weinstein has hired. Oh, sure. And you know he's got people looking into the background of the prosecutors, the cops, the sure. women. Oh, yeah. Their lawyers. Got his ex-Massad agents hard at work, I'm sure. Yeah, trying to yeah. come up with anything to muddy the waters. If he walks out of that courtroom a free man, that'll be right up there with OJ in, in terms of injustices that have happened. Yeah. The Mossad and how to grow carrots were two of the only topics Kanye didn't touch on his Oval <laughs> Office visit uh, yesterday. We've got more of that coming up in just a few minutes. We could spin the wheel now. How much Let's time do we have, Michael? Let's spin the wheel Michael? with Conway. Kanye. Yeah, three minutes here. Cool. Let's spin the wheel with Kanye. Stewart Lamb. Awesome. And this could be in any order. It doesn't make any sense. I believe. So I actually brought some hats in that have a bit of a transition. I'm not, not trying to put you up there as a little bit. Uh, I made a hat uh, that says, Make America Great. Just that. But I would love to see, at the Super Bowl, Trump wearing the Make America Great hat, Colin 
making wearing the Make America Great and showing that we can bend a bit on this side, we can bend a bit on this side, and we can learn how to be malleable in the infinite universe that we are and the loving beings that we are. That we don't have to stick to all traditions. And we aren't a side. We are one unit. We are one country. We are one moment in history and time. We might have been here before, but right now, we're here together. And the greatest value that people have are other people. And we need to stop working on red and blue. It's like a gang again. Wow. I'm with you. Uh. Um, to the extent that I follow that, I agree with them completely. So Sean and I were, on one team. Sean and I were discussing this. You know, uh, the communicating an idea is its own skill set. Sure. Having an idea is something. Mm-hmm. I never have ideas. Ah. Then communing, communicating the idea is its own thing. And right. so Colin Kaepernick and Kanye West might be similar in that they have ideas that would make sense to a lot of people and are based in some, like, a philosophy of something. Mm-hmm. They just aren't good at communicating that particular idea. Sure. Yeah. It gets all messed up in a variety of ways. In the infinite universe where we are. Yeah. Right? We have one that's just completely silly. It's not going to change the world. How about... Uh... How about... Come on. How about number 23? We should have played that after every Kanye clip. Oh, yeah. we, we exactly. got to start doing that. Yes. This has to be the end of every clip. That was quite something. Because <laughs> <laughs> that was the highlight of the whole thing. Because Kanye went on for like 14 minutes completely uninterrupted. Right. And then drums his. I'll tell you what, that was pretty impressive. Huh? <laughs> well, I hate to say this, Jim. Do you want to say something? What do you do after that? <laughs> <laughs> what do you do after that? Yeah. Here's a guy who's who's spent his entire life following drunk guys giving rambling speeches at golf course openings. Right. And he still right. was, I don't Ooh. know what to do with I'll, that. That was quite something. <laughs> Oh, oh my God, that's something. Uh, I want to hear some about Kanye's uh, uh, work with Adidas because I really enjoyed that whole thing. What he got into the shoes and whatnot. But we'll spin the wheel of Kanye again when we come back. You know, it's funny. I was just about to say how lovely to have a, a kind of a light moment to bring us all together after all the rancor. But as you pointed out on cable news, oh no, this is yet another uh, area in which to be angry. Was and it divide a, ourselves and screech at each other. Was it a minstrel show, as Don Lemon said on CNN? Don Lemon is an ass. Uh, among the topics that fit in with the whole Kanye thing. Coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show.